This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Great moments are born from great opportunity. And that's what you have here tonight, boys. That's what you've earned here tonight. One game. Tonight, we skate with them. Tonight, we stay with them. And we shut them down because we can. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. Welcome back to another edition of The Drop Podcast. It's great to have everybody here. I think a lot of us thought at the beginning of this Dallas Blues series that it was going to be a long series. It was going to be a six or seven game series. And these teams have not disappointed. Ben Bishop's been very good in the net. Bennington has been good for the most part in the net. And it all came down to game seven. This would be a back and forth game, a tightly played game, a physical game. It was everything I think people want out of a Game 7. The big story in this game would not be the scoring. It would be the defense and the goaltending. However, both teams would get on the scoreboard in the first period, starting with the Blues. 13 minutes, 30 seconds in, the rookie defenseman Vince Dunn gets the Blues on the scoreboard to make it one to nothing. Petrangelo moving in from the point to keep the puck alive for St. Louis. Good read there. Now it is Thomas. Back out to Petrangelo. And then across to Dunn. Dunn with a shot. He scores. Tremendous aggressive play by the St. Louis Blues. They go D to D. Vince Dunn and Patrick Maroon might have got a piece of that. What a read by Alex Petrangelo. I talked about a great read. He recognizes this is an opportunity to keep the play alive. He skates down about 45 feet. Pitches in. Now Thomas goes to work. Little give and go. And the Blues with a one nothing lead. Some tenacious play in the offensive zone by the Blues to keep the puck in. Petrangelo makes a huge play. Gets the puck over to Dunn. Dunn shoots it towards the net. Bishop was definitely blocked on that. He didn't see it. I believe it was Maroon moving in front of the net. Not much Bishop can do when you can't see the puck. And the Blues go up one to nothing. That would be Dunn's first goal of the playoffs. Nice to get him going. Petrangelo gets his ninth assist. Thomas gets his third assist. And Thomas has just been playing great in this series. 13 minutes, 30 seconds in. Dallas would answer the Blues pretty quickly. Just about 2 minutes, 25 seconds later, Matt Zuccarello, the guy that came over from the Rangers at the trade deadline, ties it up at one each. Zuccarello with the puck. Sets up. Klingberg for a shot. That missed the net. Perron off the side of the cage. Zuccarello scores! I know the Dallas Stars are excited and they're happy. I think there's going to be a challenge for goaltender interference. All the officials have come together. Bennington's going to lose his stick. He's going to run over and eventually the stick's going to go away. Bennington loses his stick and what does that do? He's looking to find it. He has no idea where he is in the crease and they capitalize. Is he allowed to establish position and regain the blue paint 
after the fact of the interference. The stick might have been getting knocked out of the hands from Edmondson. And then that puck took a crazy bounce. I think it actually went off the official. Some very sloppy play by David Perron, and we've seen this throughout the playoffs from a few guys. When you have that puck, you've got to get it out of your end. You have to. You can't be lackadaisical about it. He shoots it behind the net, takes a crazy bounce. It looked like it may have went off the official, but it was just too close to tell. Ends up right in front of the net, and who's right there? Matt Zuccarello to put it in to make it one-to-one. That would be Zuccarello's fourth goal of the playoffs. So to say it was a big acquisition for the Stars at the trade deadline is kind of understating it. We know he got hurt right after he came to the Stars, but they got him back for the playoffs. He's played very well. That goal was unassisted. 15 minutes, 55 seconds in, one-to-one, and that's the way the first period would end. Shots on goal, pretty close. Dallas had 13 to the Blues having 10. Both teams had multiple good scoring chances in that first period. Second period would just be a total domination by the Blues. 18 shots to one. Bennington could take a little bit of rest, I guess you could say, but Ben Bishop wasn't able to, and he had to make several good saves, including this one on David Perron, to keep this game tied. In behind to O'Reilly. O'Reilly had it stripped by Hintz. He lost the puck. Bennington played well in this game, but Bishop was just amazing. Save after save after save. In the second period, the Blues could have very easily had three or four goals going into the third period, but Bishop kept it tied and he would make another huge save in the third period on a Pat Maroon deflection to send us into overtime. And that was not the only big save that Bishop had to make. The Blues dominated Dallas in the second period, and it was almost as close in the third. They had 13 shots on goal to Dallas only having three. So in the last two periods, Jordan Bennington only had to face four shots. So he needed to stay sharp, and he did. He didn't allow any more goals. He did what he needed to do. Wasn't busy, but the shots they put on him, he made the saves and kept the game tight. Going into the overtime period, there would be opportunities for both teams. The Blues had 11 shots to Dallas's 10, and both goalies came up huge in OT. Puck carries around. Blues were changing. Here comes Radulov. Radulov drops it off. Clipper holds it and shoots. Puck down behind the net. Down to the right point, Petrangelo takes a shot. Now O'Reilly, right wing circle, leaving it for Petrangelo. Petrangelo, Comes down, he gets the walk across, and he lays out into the slot. And the man, oh man, I thought that might have been it. We head out of the first OT, go to intermission, and are waiting for the second overtime. You know, as Stars fans, Blues fans, whichever side you were on for this game, you can't complain about the game. You can't really complain about the officiating. I thought the officiating was pretty even. It was predictable. It was the same for both teams, at least in my mind. Going to the second OT, both teams looked tired. Jamie Benn was hanging his head, leaning up against the bench when there was a stoppage in play. 
Ben Bishop would just lean over. He was very, very tired. And I'm not saying the Blues weren't either, but I think the Blues were the better conditioned team. We head into the second OT. Dallas just a little over four minutes in would get a great opportunity, but Bennington comes up big. Hawk moved along by Jamie Benn. Back is Pareko. Off the side of the cage on pressure from Benn. Wraparound attempt. Bennington able to knock it aside. Dangerous moment around the St. Louis crease. Pareko had his mind made up that he was going to move the puck and the stick on the forecheck by Jamie Benn. This puck almost goes directly in from the corner, and then the wraparound. That thing came awfully close to the goal line. Another big mistake in the Blues defensive end. Pareko, very nonchalantly, just tries to get the puck out. they got to start taking these things serious. Getting the puck out of the zone should be something that's normal, and it should be something that you should be able to do. Pareko wasn't in this instance, and the Stars almost scored. The puck went partially over the goal line but we all know it's got to go completely over the goal line. The Blues are very, very fortunate. That big save would allow the Blues to get this win on a big goal by Pat Maroon, but it was started by Robert Thomas, who took the initial shot. It goes off the post. There goes Maroon behind Bishop, and the Blues win 2-1. to one. We all know Pat Maroon struggles the first part of the year, but he has been huge for the last couple months of the season into the playoffs. He's played big, he's used his size, but he's also scored some timely goals, made some great assist on goals. I am so happy for Pat Maroon and his family to come back home and play, but the huge work on this goal was because of Robert Thomas's play. Robert Thomas, in my mind, from start to finish in this series against the Stars. Besides Jaden Schwartz, he was the Blues' second best player. And he keeps getting better. He was good in the Jet series, but he got some confidence towards the end of that, and he's just rolled that into the second round. And he's one of the reasons why the Blues won the second round four games to three. That would be Pat Maroon's third goal of the playoffs. Thomas gets his fourth assist. Bozak gets his fourth assist. And that was 5 minutes, 50 seconds in. Before we go to the post-game interviews, get my final thoughts on this series and look ahead to the Western Conference Finals, let's go ahead and go over the stats of the game. The Blues peppered Ben Bishop with 54 shots. The Stars put 30 shots on Bennington. The Blues actually won the face-off battle 54% to 46%. The Stars had zero power plays. 
That was huge in the game. Another thing the Blues have to work on, they were 0 for 2 on the power play themselves. The Blues played a physical game, 33 hits to 24 for Dallas. Dallas did outblock the Blues, 30 blocks, and the Blues had 12 blocks. Giveaways, the Blues had 15, and the Stars had 10. Let's head to the post-game interviews. We'll hear from Barube, Maroon, and Petrangelo. Craig, could, could the team have poured any more into that game than they did tonight? It was a pretty good effort from the get-go. We, uh, you know, we, we, we did every, you know, we threw everything there and give it everything we had. And they're, you know, they, they battled and they stayed in it. And their goalie had a great game, uh, but our guys never quit and stayed with it. Did Robert Thomas just kind of have his handprints all over that game the way he played tonight. Yeah, yeah, he had a really good game from the get-go. He had the puck and uh, he was doing some real good stuff with it. And uh, you know, they ended up getting two goals tonight. And just you know, from just him doing things down low with the puck, the whole line, and uh, you know, it was really good to see Patty get that game winner. Uh, Coach Pat said that you kind of his career when you took over as head coach. What's what's the biggest difference you've seen from him since you took over as head coach? I don't know if I revived his career, but, you know, Patty, um, you know, I just, I believe in Patty. Um, I think that his line had a lot to do with reviving his, you know, um, season. That line's had a lot of good chemistry, and they played some extremely good hockey for us for a long time. They have, you know, and they just work really well together, and um, that's part of it. You know, Patty's found a home there with those guys, and they've done a really good job, and they've come through in the playoffs at big-time moments for us. With the execution you had tonight, I mean, at what point did you figure out that, it, you know, you were going to have to beat a pretty good goalie tonight? Probably, you know, after the first period. I mean, <clears throat> I liked our game right away. Um Bishop looked solid. He looked on all right away in the game. So I knew that it would take um, some dirty goals to beat him. And that's that's the, the goals that beat him. I mean, they're just – Robert Thomas made a great play on the game-winning goal. Um, and Patty going to the net and rebound and banged it in. Coach, what was your message heading into the first overtime and the second overtime? Did you have to motivate your team, or were they pretty much self-motivated? No, there's not much. You you just go in and just, you know, the way we were playing, there's not much to say. Just stick with the same game plan. Um, the, the You know, this the work ethic and the reloading and um, back pressure from the forwards and the defense being tight. And I thought we did a great job of not just not giving them very much and, and um, forcing turnovers and getting the puck back in the offensive zone. The guys did a great job of um, quick line changes, getting new lines out there, and it, it was all them. They did, they were, there's not much coaching going on at that point. Get the guys out there and let them play. Greg, fans are obviously on the edge of their seat. They're starting in overtime. What's it like coaching a game like that, overtime, double OT, knowing – any goal, you're either moving on or the end of your season. Yeah, it's it's um, it's fun. I mean, I love it. I think I think it's great. Um, I, I really do. But it's you know it's it's nerve wracking at the same time in some certain situations. But uh, 
It's just fun to watch. It's fun to watch your team, you know, work as hard as they did and compete and, and just play for each other. We talked all series about how good Dallas is. Uh, they didn't have many opportunities all night, and you guys didn't have many lulls. It's a pretty remarkable performance against them. Yeah, no, but they did have some real good opportunities at times, and our goalie did a great job making those saves, and that's not an easy thing to do. I thought Binner had a remarkable game. I really did. Um, you know, when you don't get a lot of work at times, and then all of a sudden there's a spurt of, uh, you know, some chances that they got, you, it's you, it's tough to stay sharp, and he did. He did a hell, he did a great job. Yeah, he didn't see a lot of work. That's what I was gonna. Did he just make timely saves for you tonight? Big time, big time saves, at at key moments, you know. Um, and that's a credit to him. You know, he, you know, when you're you're sitting there and watching it all, and we're, you know, getting a lot of action at the other end, and things happen, and they come down, and they get an opportunity. He was there to make a big save for us. Good. Thanks. Oh, uh, it's amazing that you're only halfway there. It's it, for all everything that's happened. You're halfway there. It's a grind. That's why uh, you know that it's just, it's a it, it's a grind to Stanley Cup playoffs, and uh, it's a lot of work, but it's very rewarding. And um, you know we're moving on to the third round. We're excited, and guys are ready to roll. Scoring in double overtime. Put into words what this means to you. I got to give credit to my linemates for they kind of reamped my season and got me to where I needed to be and got the confidence I needed. And that's a that's a faceoff play we run all the time. And Thomas, you know, Bozy's a veteran player that wins faceoffs, a lot of faceoffs in key time. He won that. And Thomas came around, made a great move around Krillingberg and hit the post off the back of Bishop and I just found the rebound and it's a greasy goal that I kind of score. Is this a moment that you've kind of like dreamed about when you're playing as a kid to score a game winner in overtime for your hometown team? Yeah, that's, this is every kid's dream and to do it tonight is really special, especially with my whole family in the stands and uh, especially to do it for the fans and we deserve that game tonight and uh, hasn't really all hit me. Uh, what a roller coaster! It's emotional for sure, but it's probably the biggest goal I've ever scored in my career. Does your son get the puck? No, I'll put it in the thing. Uh, you know, that's what we do. So, you know, I'll just give my son a big hug when I see him. Describe what happened on that play and when you saw the puck there, and just take us through that. Oh yeah, Thomas and Bozy won the faceoff. Thomas made a great move around Klingberg, and uh, he hit the post right off the post, squared it, and hit Bishop's back, and I just saw it come around and. I had to get there, those loose pucks, so uh, great play. Like I said, those guys have been great for us all year, and I'm glad I get to be paired with them. You know, they're, they're really at my uh, season. You know, it's been a tough season for me, and to be in the situation I am right now, I'm, I'm really pleased. You've known Ben all your life, and how good was he tonight, and just the, it was Oakville versus Chaminade here at the end. <laughs> he's, he was our best player. He's their best player. He's, that's why he's up for the Vesna. That's why he's an elite goalie in this league, and he's only going to continue. Uh, uh, I'm just happy I came out then with that. Uh, you know, this team's re relentless. We fight, we fight so hard, and we continue to keep fighting. We never give up, so what a game. Uh, we deserved that one. We threw everything at him tonight, and uh, we finally got the result we got. You know, no one's really going to talk about Binner's save on Jamie Ben, uh, but you know what a save that was, and what a more than turning point that was, and we found a way to capitalize. You played a hell of a game. Bish played a hell of a series. I mean, uh, we knew it wasn't going to be easy all series. I don't know what we ended up with, but close to 60. But uh, that's a lot of rubber for him. But 
just found a way. Did you feel everything, all the odds, momentum shifting in your favor considering how much you outshot the league second? Yeah, we played well pretty much most of the game. I feel like we had control. I mean, at one point the shots were like 40 to 15 or something. Maybe one in the second. So second's been a bit of an issue, but we found a way tonight to just kind of minimize their opportunities. So we did exactly what we wanted to do. Alex, where this game ranks for you in your career? That's exciting. I mean, game seven, well, when Browse scored, I mean, we beat these guys game seven. I mean, there's but you don't see the hometown kid getting that uh, that goal too often, right? He comes home and scores that goal, so pretty cool for him. Is this a game you'll tell your grandkids about 40 years from now? I'll tell my kids first, and then maybe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's pretty cool. I think a lot of people, me included, parents are here and wife's here, and uh, it's cool when everybody's got the family time at this time of the year to get a win like that. Alex, from a mental standpoint, how tough is it to stay? Did you just have to stay with it, stay with it? No matter, you couldn't beat Bish, but just your your overall game, you just had to stick with it. Yeah, we had some pretty good chances. I mean, we look, first overtime, we thought we had a chance to score a few times. We just, um, you know, ice gets choppy. You're, you're running on low energy. You're trying to make the best plays that you can. But those type of games always just find, uh, Puck finds a way to get in. I don't even know how that, what happened on the goal, but... Um, you just got to keep on playing, keep shooting, hopefully you get a bounce. The key to this game was the continued pressure on Bishop. You could only save so many saves. 54 shots on goal is a ton of shots. Hard work in the offensive zone, continued pressure, Bennington making saves when he needed to. This team has won by good defense, by cutting down on mistakes when they needed to win, and by timely scoring. That's why they won. This is a team effort. Let's look forward to the next series. This was recorded a couple days after the win. The Blues will take on the Sharks. A lot of people are scared of the Sharks. I'm not scared of them. You've got to play good teams. The only thing that concerns me is the inconsistency with the officiating. That is what I am concerned about and mistakes made by the Blues. You make mistakes against San Jose. They're a much better team than Dallas, and they're going to take advantage of them. Two guys to look out for, and a guy that I have went on about all year long. I went on about him when he was drafted by the Sharks. Timo Meyer is a great player. The Blues have to stop him. We all know about Logan Couture. He's a hardworking guy that gets his goals not just through talent, but hard work. I think if you control those two guys, you take Carlson out of the game, be physical with them, the Blues have got a good chance of winning this series. If they don't do that, they're not going to win this series. But they also have to get a game that's called evenly for both sides. I think in the Shark series against the Avalanche and the Shark series we all know against the Golden Knights, those series were not called evenly. So let's go back over the keys. Cut down on mistakes, take Logan Couture, Timo Meyer out of their games, put pressure on Carlson and the Blues should have a good chance of winning. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this episode of The Drop. And again, I'm sorry it was several days late and just a day before game one against the Sharks, but I hope to hear everybody back in my next couple podcasts. Until then, let's go Blues. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Drop Podcast. To get more of The Drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at Drop Hockey Show. You can email The Drop Podcast or host Lance DeScott at lanced at droppodcast.com. 
To find out more about Lineup Media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go blues. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.